Hello, and welcome to the Windsor Church of the Nazarene podcast. We thank you for being here with us and pray that you feel the presence of the Lord as you listen to this message, and it helps you in your journey and faith with God. There's a Facebook post going around that says, I believe churches are meant for praising God, but so are 2 a.m. car rides, showers, uh, coffee shops, the gym, conversations with friends and with strangers, that we are not to let a building confine our faith. We will never change the world by just going to church. We need to be the church. Today we begin a new sermon series called The New Normal. Life is changing all around us, and in the last few weeks, it has been a drastic change for many of us, and and lots of us are praying that we can return back to the way things were, but as I'm going further and further into this new normal, I'm thinking more and more that I don't want to go back to what it was. I want to leave this, this time of transformation and transition changed. I want to leave renewed. I want to leave deeper in my spirit. I want to be able to come out of this pandemic and these moments of isolation from from friends and from family ready for for change, ready for a new life. And I've been praying recently to God about what is it that needs to be changed in my life and how can I be prepared for the transformation that God has for me in these last few weeks and in the weeks to come. And as we begin this new series, I want to talk first off about what we define as sacred space. I've been saying a lot that while the church building is closed, the church is alive because we are active still to this day. Yes, we've had to change the ways that we minister or the ways that we gather recently, and I am hopeful that we will soon be able to return to being in person. But when that time comes, I do pray that we have been transformed and that we have grown spiritually and that we've grown in our faith and our trust in God. And I think that begins with the understanding that the sacred space is not necessarily a church building. That there are many areas in our lives that could be sacred spaces. Even in my office, yes, in the church, there's this one windowsill that I like to lean against and just stare out into the town and pray. And that had become, out of my whole office, this sacred space for me, this place where I could come and be close to God. It says in Psalm 84, how lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. You see, the amazing thing that I want to share and celebrate today is that Jesus is with us. Just last week, we praised and we celebrated that Christ is risen, that he is risen, he is risen indeed. And in his resurrection, 
we know that we can have a real relationship with him with with a living being with with a living god so jesus and wherever he is and he is with us and he could be with me here in the car or he could be with me when i'm at the gym or or wherever i am in my living room just in prayer or reading scripture he is there he is our sacred space he is there with us and in those times we have a temple or a tabernacle john tells us the word has become flesh and has made his dwelling among us and when we translate this greek book into english it obscures the play on words that is happening here you see the author of john took the greek word for tabernacle which is skene and he turned it into a verb which is skeno became flesh and tabernacled among us that is kind of a, a neat idea that Jesus came to earth to dwell among us, to tabernacle among us. And that's just one of the many places where God talks about finding sacred space for him and with him in our lives. And it's not just in the car. We could go all over the place. I know one place that a lot of people enjoy being with God is in nature. You know, when the computers first came around, they used to take up whole rooms and not many people had the money to be able to buy them. And I can remember even as a kid having to go to the library very often in order to do reports and whatnot to have internet and, and that ability. Then we were able to have home computers and laptops and, and objects like that, which brought the computer home brought it into our living rooms or our offices and then we we went from dial-up to to wireless we could almost go with laptops go to our rooms and, and be able to have the internet there and then this a miracle happened and we had cell phones computers in our pockets we went from having to have whole rooms with really slow internet and we built further and further down to the point that no matter where we go because of data, we can access the internet. And what's kind of interesting about that is within the Old Testament, we have this kind of similar thing happening. In the Old Testament, God chose specific areas or locations that he made himself known or that he was present with the Israelites. We first, we had, we had paradise, we had Eden, where God made himself known. And then as that happened and as, as history went on, God presented himself through the tabernacle as Moses and the rest of the Israelites were traveling in the wilderness, we had the tabernacle. Then we also had the temple in Jerusalem where God was found to be, the temple of Solomon. And because of God's holy presence, in these places, sin and, and unclean things were prohibited. You couldn't enter them without a little bit of hesitation and fear over the sin that was in your heart. Psalm 15 gives us an image of this truth in history. It says, Lord, who may dwell in your sacred tent? Who may live on your holy mountain? The one whose walk is blameless 
who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from their heart, whose tongue utters no slander, who does no wrong to a neighbor and costs no slur on others, who despises a vile person but honors those who fear the Lord, who keeps an oath even when it hurts, who does not charge or change their mind, who lends money to the poor without interest, who does not accept a bribe against the innocent, whoever does these things will never, ever, be shaken. Now, I don't know about you, but as I read those pieces of scripture, I realize how far I am from that person. How many times I've fallen or I've given in to just a few of the things that are mentioned in Psalm 15. There's this conflict between wanting to be in the presence of God and the difficulty created by our sin to even be near him you see we need Jesus we needed Jesus to come and to be the the sacrifice so that we could be in the presence of God that we could be in the tabernacle in the temple with him so when we say that God is with us we can give thanks to Jesus for that because before that we couldn't. We had no hope of even being close to God and, and being united with him wherever we are. That's why within the Old Testament we had the sacred places where God was and where we had to watch what we were doing or, or what we were saying or how we'd act. We had to come and offer sacrifices to God uh, to atone for our sins. You see, we as believers today have become temples in which God can dwell. But that has only been made possible through Jesus Christ. It has only been made possible through the sacrifice of Jesus and his resurrection to cleanse us of sin. Because as it mentioned in the Old Testament, where God is and where sin is, they can't dwell in that same place. So we would have to purify ourselves to be close to God. And that purity happens today through Jesus Christ. As we come to him, confess our sins, and pray for his help, we can come and be in the presence of God and welcome God into our lives. See, I want to take you somewhere, and that's Jesus' death. It says in, in Matthew 27, verse 51, at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. That division is gone. The Holy of Holies is open because it's not there anymore. It's Jesus and it is Jesus with us in our presence. God's presence is no longer specific locations but is with us all just like the cell phone. We don't have to go to the office necessarily to go and, and, and access the internet. We have it with us at all times. God is with us at all times. We can worship God at all times, pray at all times. Moments that we can just, whether we're, we're riding the bus or, or taking our dogs for a walk, we are in the presence of the Lord. He is no longer divided there's no longer this wall between us and him. That curtain that was within that temple has been torn. And Jesus' presence is with us. God the Father is with us through the Holy Spirit.
we as believers have become temples in which God can dwell. That is so cool. That is so neat. Look, look, at the, look at this picture in Ephesians 2, verses 19 to 22. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people. And you are members of the household, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. With Christ Jesus himself as that chief cornerstone, in him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Through Jesus, God is able to dwell in us. Each of us is a part of that building, the temple of God with Jesus as our cornerstone and like i said there's many scriptures here move with me to to second corinthians chapter 6 beginning with verse 14 it says these words simply we are the temple of the living god it says as god has said i will live with them and i will walk among them and i will be their god and they will be my people i will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters says the lord almighty that's the, the second half of verse 14 and, and verse 18. Jesus has made it possible for us to be in his presence, the presence of the Lord, no matter where we are, no matter what situation we're in, God is there. So even in times like this, when we are dealing with a pandemic and we can't gather in person, we can still gather and be with Jesus. We can still gather with with all of all all of one. How am I putting this? With one another in spirit and and worship. We can still grow in our relationship with God, because no matter where we are, God is with us. So how can we? be how can both Jesus and us as believers be temples because we find our identity in Jesus Christ first Corinthians 3 16 says do you not know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst so I just want to deal with some concluding thoughts here first and overall the sacred space is, is a space that we can create where we can come and, and spend time in growing our relationship with God. But, but sin and holiness cannot mix. The sin either pushes out and, and leaves little room for God or we have God come and through the blood of Jesus we are atoned for and that sin is washed away so that the Holy Spirit can have his presence in us. And as a temple of God, we are called to, to take care of ourselves. Do you not know that you yourself are God's temple? That means that as God's temple, we have to be weary of what we allow into our lives. Is it healthy to our life spiritually? Is it healthy physically? Is it healthy mentally? Take care of your mind and your body and your soul. It is a temple in which God dwells, and he is present at all times. 
your life, every moment of your life, is a place of worship. And God's presence permeates through you. What I'm trying to say here is it's not just an hour on Sunday in which we grow in our relationship with God or in which we worship our God. But every moment of our lives, we are to live as an act of worship to God. His, His presence is with us and our life is to be a place of worship. Whether we're on our back deck here, in our cars, at work, at school, just lounging around in our living room. We are to live as people who are worshiping God at all times. So I pray that our eyes and our ears would be open to ways that we can serve Him. Ways that we can worship Him through our thoughts and our actions. Do we need the church? Yes. We need the church body. We need that love. We need that com- that companionship. We need that support. But we cannot begin to hide our faith or think that God is only contained within a church building. The church building right at this moment may be closed, but God is not contained solely in that building. The building is closed. The church is alive. And I pray that our new normal is understanding that we don't need to just go to church in order to grow in our faith. We go to church to learn and to grow and to spur one another on. We listen to these messages so that we can can understand and, and grow our faith. The church is a place where we can serve and use our gifts and our talents that God's blessed us with to to help one another and to help our community. But our faith and our service and our worship cannot stay solely in a building. It has to go out. And what I'm praying is that this new normal, this situation that I'm praying would transform us. But we understand that we can still be the church outside of the building. We can still support one another outside the building. We can still worship outside the building. We can still serve. Being a follower of Christ is not a one hour a week job or commitment. But God dwells in us. We are the temple in which God lives and works. And each and every day, every moment, we should live as those who worship the Lord. Let us do that together as we face this new normal. May our new normal be of people as followers of Christ who live each and every moment as just that. Followers of Christ, worshipers of the Lord. Let us pray to God that that Jesus, let's pray Jesus, you know, wash away these sins. Let's confess our sins and our wrongdoings to him and pray that as, as we are atoned for, as we are forgiven, that the Holy Spirit would dwell in us and fill us up. That we would make more room for God in our lives and less for the things that are unhealthy. Let us give thanks to God that He is with us at all times. Praise the Lord.